Welcome to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Today I spoke with Guru Das, who is a regular attendee at the Hare Krishna Temple in Potomac, Maryland. We had a wide-ranging, thoughtful discussion. You can hear the Questions for the Sages podcast on questionsforthesages.com, the Questions for the Sages Facebook page, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. Welcome to Questions for the Sages, a podcast from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Michael Scherer, and today I'm speaking with Guru Das. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hare Krishna. Thank you for having me. Sure. And um, I've seen you for a while around here on the temple grounds, and you seem to have studied, uh, like you're, you're deeply familiar with the Hare Krishnas and what they are about. Is that fair? I guess um, I've been around the movement and uh, have read uh, some things. Um, my spiritual master, Sadhguru Basko Swami, has uh, printed over 150 books on Krishna conscious themes and so I've read a fair amount of those and uh, almost all of Prabhupada's books. And you have read these books um, not as a casual observer, but as you've read them as guidebooks, right? Like th these are these are things these books contain instructions that you actively try to apply. I guess as an aspiring uh, disciple, I would naturally uh, want to do the right thing. And what do you, as you're an aspiring disciple, what are you aspiring to? I use that term as aspiring to become qualified. Uh, Uh, devotional service, actual devotional service is very elevated and very pure and I uh, in a assessment of myself see many lackings and uh, so the aspiration is there to uh, develop saintly qualities and become a better devotee or to become uh, an actual devotee of Krishna. Now, 
What is it that keeps you from getting discouraged? I hope you're a good editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, at at a certain point, you're gonna you're you've how long have you been at this? Um, several years. Uh, I started in my twenties. Um, it's the first serious discipline that I've uh, taken up. And uh, there are so many wonderful uh, aspects to it. Uh, even though the uh, spiritual practices are simple, <clears throat> um, there's just a lot there. So, what are you aspiring to again? Well, what do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, I think the goal of any aspirant is to uh, keep getting better. At what? Developing. Uh, developing a service attitude. Developing a service that's both practical and pleasing to the spiritual master and the devotees. Um, rooting out the Tamasic or ignorant part of my character, I guess. Well, let me ask you something about that. Sure. But rooting out the Tamasic part of your personality or character is that really possible? Um, the reason I the reason I say that is this: um, it seems to me we're all, according to the Bhagavad Gita. Everyone is a mixture of three qualities. Sattva, which, which loosely translates to goodness. Rajas, which loosely translates to passion. And Tamas, which roots loosely translates to ignorance. Right. So everyone is, is sort of a combination of those three. But it seems to me like if you want to get rid of the Tamasic part, probably the least desirable characteristics... Uh, that have to do with sort of lethargy, sleep, uh, uh, ignorance. Can you really do that, or, or do you just basically have to work with what you're given? You have to work with what you're given, but you can uh, make it better. In other words, suppose and you know, and somebody with a great love of baseball baseball has been his whole life and he's always wanted to play and play for a team and he goes out for the team and you know he has great enthusiasm but uh, you know really lacking in some of the basic skills hitting running fielding whatever mm. um, so uh, if he's given the chance to stay with it if his desire is 
stays steady, he'll improve over time. I've noticed uh, improvement um, I don't like that word. Improvement? It's so teacherly. Uh, change? I've noticed positive change. In what? In you? In how I approach responsibility and how I approach uh, dealing with others. Um... And uh, how I uh, accept things devotional uh, or accept uh, crucial elements of this practice. Uh, in other words, uh, when I first came to the movement, I didn't really have an idea about uh, prayer, what to what to actually pray for, or who I was praying to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've noticed gradually as I'm able, uh, uh, I'm better able to accept the presence of a loving supreme being that's so. I guess I'm, you know, I think that you see what you're doing in your progress in in very Vedic terms so that um, or just maybe I've learned to express it in very Vedic in, terms. yeah as opposed to colloquially um, as opposed to so, like man on the street like how would you convey this to him like what would you so so like you know you meet someone who 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 you don't really know that well who's mm -hmm. not a Hare Krishna, how do you tell them what, what's going on here w with you? Well, well, okay. Yeah, that, well, that... I'm, I'm thinking and reacting to that. Sure. On a couple of levels. One, one is I probably am, you know, speaking out of school in the, in the sense that I'm not, I'm not so sure when I say, oh, I've made progress, or this or that, your question was very directed about that. Um, but I guess a more a wiser answer, and not, I'm not saying that from public PR point of view, uh -huh. my own PR, but a wiser answer would be... Um, I'm not so sure uh, what progress I've made, but I've seen 
I've seen positive change in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm much more aware of uh, my uh, consciousness and my surface attitude. Your attitude has improved? Sure. Uh, just the realization that life is meant for service is a complete transformation for me. Really? Sure. What was it before? I don't think I could put my finger on it and put it uh, more or less uh, typical uh, all about my success my you know my this my you know everything uh -huh. uh, centered on me and what's good for me and what's not good for me um, so I'm very grateful that just by being aware that 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 has been my approach to things in the past but that you know there's a a more uh, beautiful loving and uh, more conscious consciously intelligent way to go about things um, Uh, is is um, greatly satisfying. I, I like sort of I like that phrase consciously intelligent uh, way of going about things. I think that's nice. Why why is that correlated with being a Hare Krishna? What what how is that? Well, we're related? expected we're expected to use our best intelligence to try. We can't fully ever understand Krishna because he's vast and unlimited. Uh, it's said even the Lord himself cannot fully understand all of his manifestations and energies. Uh, what to speak of in one of his tiny uh, living entities. But uh, we apply that uh, our best intelligence to uh, studying the uh, the Vedic literature and the realizations of uh, the saintly acharyas that have trod the path before us uh, the ones uh, exemplified in the Bhagavatam and uh, passed down by the parampara but can we I want to sort of fixate for just a little bit on this conscious intelligence um, well, like what what do you do that raises that or improves it I 
attempt to be steady in my sadhana practice. Uh, that means uh, getting up early, getting getting up for the Mangalarti program, which is which the is early morning program, uh, or the, big, the first one of the day, right? Early morning program, approaching uh, the deities of Krishna and Radha as they awake from their uh, divine rest. Um, and glorifying the spiritual master in their presence by uh, saying Guruvastikam. Guruvastikam is a song? The song uh, every Hare Krishna devotee knows is sung during that uh, earliest time. Um, so all of the spiritual practices are are uh, we're instructed uh, urged by the spiritual master which is a whole category of knowledge just 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 our attempting to accept a spiritual master accept his instructions accept as uh, he's portrayed in the Vedas as the via media mm. uh, to the instructions of the Supreme. I accept that I'm not pure, so therefore I cannot directly exchange with God. Mm. I have. You have to have a mediator. Uh, yes, someone who is uh, extremely advanced, extremely uh, conversant in the scripture, and who can uh, by demonstrates by his actions that he's uh, not self-interested, that he's his uh, goal is to help those who have approached him for guidance and and help humanity in general uh, to uh, move towards an understanding of the Supreme Krishna. Uh, that's that's so by taking the instructions of a guru we by following those instructions uh, gradually were granted some uh, realization that these are they're helping and that become intelligent by studying the great shastras the great scriptures well you know what as as i'm listening to your answer your answer is a little pedantic um and i want to i want to get a little more insight about how you you feel about all this you think this is you think this is a good idea 
to uh, follow a spiritual master? Probably depends on the spiritual master. I have great confidence in my spiritual master. Yeah. That uh, he ha has heard nicely from his spiritual master, Sri the Prabhupada, and has not changed or altered the uh, delivery of that message. I don't have any illusions about becoming uh, a spiritual master. Uh, it's not that kind of aspiration. Uh, but I do a, somewhere within if there's a core to me, somewhere within that core is there's confidence or mm. there's there's uh, acceptance of uh, his teachings and the teachings of the gurus before him as being the uh, most desirable knowledge in life. The, the best... Uh, sort of the sweetest fruit? I guess, it, I guess, yeah, sure. Um, that, I mean, it, it will, until it, it will never, it will never not make sense to me that we're not this body. Um, that life is, you know, it's, it, about so much more than just surviving or even, you know, surviving in comfort. Um, and um, so whatever, whatever I can do to advance on the path of uh, going back to, to Godhead, what do you do for fun? Take walks. I, I love taking walks myself. Uh, bike riding. Oh, yeah. Curling up with a good book. Oh, yeah. You're a reader. Yeah. Um... I used to... Uh, oh. um, I come to uh, uh, devotional events. Uh -huh. uh, I like coming coming to events where there's a lot of people. Uh huh. Um, you know, like the big festivals. Yeah, I, uh, it's not. I. I I consider right. I'm I'm not uh, very adept socially, so I like coming to events where I can mix. Oh, so you're an introvert, and these these maybe and these maybe give you a, an opportunity to interact without 
making you uncomfortable. And to be honest, I'm very much that way. I'm actually very much an introvert, introvert. Mm. But um, like when I come to a festival here, <coughs> I don't feel like I'm out of my. I, I I can really enjoy without getting out of my comfort zone, which which is possible in other sort of events where there's a lot of people and you sort of have to, you know, present the social face all the time. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're a pretty introverted person, would you say? Like you, you, your your observation would probably be a lot more valuable than mine about that. And have you have you um, engaged in like preaching, distributing books, um, Harinam, these sort of which which I see as much more extroverted activities? Are are these something you enjoy, or are they difficult? Um, they're enjoyable. Yeah, we go out uh, uh, twice a week to uh, an area of D.C. and uh, Silver Spring. Yeah. And are you there twice a week? And how do you like it? Um, every every experience is different, uh-huh. but we always get. Uh, it's fun getting people involved uh, people like to dance as they come by or mm-hmm. you know and uh, I should we should actually explain what, what's going on here in, in Silver Spring uh, you're you're gathering with a group of people and what singing with microphones or what what exactly is happening uh, the song is the Hare Krishna Mantra and it's uh, might different instruments, different tunes, and so you're like a street band. Uh, sure, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. That's how that's how people perceive us. Yeah, so they they think as they walk by, they're in Silver Spring, they're walking down the sidewalk, and they're like, "Oh, a Hari Krishna street band." Yeah, a cross between a street band and a religious. Uh... A religious street band. Yeah. Uh huh, and what what are you usually? Because we're, we're some of us are in dhotis and kurtas, which are what Indian, uh, particularly Indian-looking clothes. Yeah, and and where 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 are you in this? Are you playing the drums? Are you singing? Are you? Um... Uh, people devotees take turns singing, and, and uh, including you. I guess I get my turn, um, and playing instruments like. Uh, metal symbols called cartels and some devotees not me are good at the two-headed drum the murdanga um, and uh, sometimes we're joined by uh, other musicians people come up with a guitar or mm-hmm. a different kind of drum and they'll jam with us um, or they'll play the tambourine so this is something that happens twice a week, and how uh, how important is this for you? Um, well, to, to answer that, I sort of have to talk in, what did you say before, dogmatic or... or oh, pedantic. Pedantic terms. Uh, it's important 
to the movement so uh, I guess we do it and I happen to enjoy it you do uh, because it's reaching out to people who otherwise wouldn't get a chance to know much about Krishna hmm. um, so you know it may not be something they were expecting on their trip to the mall but uh, they come home with a brochure or they come home with uh, you know some memory of of you know, hearing some interesting uh, uh, spiritual music. That's uh, you know, and and uh, you know, it's it's uh, what we should be doing as devotees. Right. We, we we have to figure out a way to reach out to other people. Mm. Uh, because uh, that's what that's what Sankirtan is. Uh, and that's what we're meant to spread all over the world. Um, so there's really no. Uh, but we can have fun while doing it, and uh, it's 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 a uh, freeing. It frees you up from. Uh, the concerns and worries that have been building up, maybe, uh, and uh, that's that's very intense. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it's kind of a. Uh, you know, you get to get to refresh your your your. Refreshing your batteries. Oh yeah, so it's 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 okay. I yeah, I thought maybe you'd have to build up to that, uh, like work through it and then then recover later. But that is the recovery. Oh sure. Well, people say oh sure, but but well, it's, like, it's not I'm, obvious. Well, mm, <laughs> I mean, what is going on here? Well, the mantra has an effect on us mentally, spiritually, intellectually. The Maha Mantra. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to I don't, I'm not very pure at all, but uh, but they really, you can chant and chant and chant and not get tired. Uh, it's not a... Uh, doesn't tire you out. Um, so that's uh, so people appreciate it, and I like doing something that people appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me feel good to be part of. Uh, presentation where people come away saying, hey, you know, I like that. There's something good in that. Hmm. Even though a lot of people don't understand what uh, that it's, you know, that it's beneficial for them in the long run. 
doesn't doesn't matter so much that they do or not. I mean, it's it's helping to open. Uh, we understand philosophically. It's helping to understand uh, to open doors down mm. the road for them. Mm-hmm. Agatha Sukriti, which is tangential uh, spiritual practice that you don't realize that you're doing. Oh. Are there are there many of those? I would imagine um, hearing the Hari Krishna mantra. So wait a minute. So you're saying you sort of make progress as a yogi, even if you aren't a yogi, by hearing the Maha mantra, even though you don't know what it means, mm-hmm. or by taking prasadam, even though you don't know it's been offered to Krishna. And actually, prasadam is food, and what makes it prasadam as opposed to food is the fact that it has been offered to Krishna before it's consumed. Right? It's Krishna tastes it, and then uh, the devotees take the remnants, or uh, it becomes... It becomes prasadam. Is your purpose to reveal that? I should have asked this at the beginning of the interview. Is your purpose to reveal basic spiritual understanding? No, I'm, I, I actually am more interested in what your what interests you. Well, uh, okay. And I, you know, if you listen to this, which you probably will, and say, oh, we have to do it again. Um, what I, what, when, when I've been, say, I guess this is good, this, our talking is good because I probably haven't sat down and sorted out what is, what is it, uh, uh, dogmatic, uh, what's the, uh, pedantic, pedantic, what's the, what's the pedantic part? But I, I, that's the way I think. Um, oh, yeah, I understand that. And, at and least in my conscious brain, those are the thoughts that I, I don't, you know, I'm not throwing that in there to be some kind of, uh, you know, PR person for the, for Prabhupada, for the Krishna consciousness movement. It's just... You think in those terms. You I guess, really... I guess I do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I do. I yeah, I didn't mean to be to be no, critical. But it's, I it no, but no, I think no, no. Um, you you naturally maybe you know you're, that when you hear that you have a certain reaction. When people people used to uh, from time to time, somebody would come up to me, usually a Christian, and would before I became a devotee, and would jam you know something into my hand and mm-hmm. say. You know, come pray with us, or you know, the, the, you know, Jesus is the only way. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once, or, once or twice, I actually went with someone to a to a church. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. But uh, I never liked that approach. I never. I I always had a strong visceral reaction that this was. You know, 
somebody is giving me something and, and trying to manipulate you, discover it for me in my head, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and but you know, I understand that it puts you in a little bit of a difficult position because you're you're sort of like trying to sort through the questions. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to put way. things in. I'm trying to put things in terms that you won't find pedantic. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, that's I get at this point that's difficult for me, especially uh, in a temple environment. Uh, I came to uh, the program. I'm my my goal is to elevate my consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, went through uh, kirtan and japa med or class bhagavatam uh, class and japa meditation and kirtan. And then uh, class again, and prashadam. And then in in our interview, and I'm not finding fault in our interview. You're saying, you know, if I could say it more briefly, you know, you're saying, uh, tell us about Krishna, but don't be pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, and uh, I feel when I express things about my understanding of Krishna. I am best when I'm doing it in terms that I've learned. Mm. Uh, I don't have either built-in or uh, I don't think I have in my makeup the ability to step outside and look at it as, you know, as an outsider would uh, look at outside looking in um mm-hmm. you know like i can't like some devotees they they're able to compare this teaching to other teachers and say oh well you know the sufis see god as and the whereas the devotees see god as you know and right i'm you know i'm i'm mystified by that i'm not critical but i'm mis- I'm, I'm how can i you know i can't uh explain I don't think I've ever been able to explain our the tradition that I've ad- adopted with you know take this with a grain of salt my heart and soul uh, in such objective uh, terms interesting well that, yeah that's very interesting it's sort of um, and you don't like to bring it into that realm I take um, well, I, or, or into well, the sort of the colloquial, sort of chatty sort of realm. It's more. No, well, is I, it a I, formal? I've, I've trained myself to accept it more seriously. So I, I want, I want when, when spiritual, you, you know, someone, you, you, if it's a casual situation and someone is talking about, uh, you know, like I, I have a colleague at work. She's a called me into her office one day in the course of our conversation she said oh I'm you know I'm an atheist and I you know I'm, I'm really proud of it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then you know we didn't we didn't I, I didn't want to say anything else I just wanted to leave the office because I, um, I was I felt very incompetent at that moment 
that anything I said about, you know, just faith in general or just God in general would be taken, you know, as, as you know, too preachy or, you know, yeah. wrong. Right. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's and I think, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of times conversations will happen. You'll be in a group and someone will say, this person is really dumb, don't you think? And this happens a lot with political talk. And then someone else will go, yeah, boy, are they dumb. And someone else will go, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And I'm sitting there like, do I let these people know I'm not on their team? Or, or do, do I have an obligation to sort of stop this? Uh, and I'm not well, sure. I don't know. They, they advanced, they really advanced devotee would feel sorry for somebody who says, I have no God or I've rejected God or, mm-hmm. or you know, has some really superficial understanding. Um, you know, someone with real, they would genuinely feel uh, sorry for such a person and try to compassionately, you know, in whatever way they could, turn them in the direction of you know well maybe there's something you haven't considered about you know being faithful or you know uh, and uh, I you know I would it's hard it's hard to well, is it is it unusual for you to be sort of asked these questions in this way? Is this is this sort of out of like we're talking? Yeah, oh, very very unusual. Out of your normal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe that's good. I don't know. No, uh, I'm. You know, I'm I'm just accepting it as this is you know something that's happening. And, yeah. um, I have a general uh, faith or understanding that you'll you know I. I know what you're you're recording the podcast and you're you're hoping that it will be heard by you know, a millions people, of fans people who are not so <laughs> not so familiar with their painting yeah right. well yeah 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 exactly I, I I you know my my intended audience isn't the true believer right at all it, it's sort of like I want I'm I want to I want the outside world to know who are the people who show up at this Hare Krishna temple and why are they here? You know, that's, um, to let a little air in or a little light into the, uh, to, for the outside world. Sure. You know, what do you think? I've asked this, I asked this to one of the person I realized what a, what a like impossible question to answer. And, and so I'm going to ask you, uh, (laughs) what do you, what do you think of the world? In general, I mean, if you could sort of like, if you just look out, what do you see? A um, lot of trouble, a lot of troubled people, or is it generally a happy land with a little complaining here and there? Both. Or, yeah, both. Um, it, it's uh, it's easy to see the troubles. Yeah, because they there's so many news outlets. Um, And it's easy to, you know, see many situations that, uh, but for the grace of God, go out. Uh, meaning, you know, if I had been fortunate to discover a true path that I 
put faith in. You know, I could have gone in this horrible direction or that horrible direction. Well, were you were you headed in a horrible direction when bef- um, before you came across? Just very, just very susceptible to being uh, in in uh, being pushed around or or by the forces of you know. Uh, Um, I didn't experience drug use until college. And I experimented and and started to see, you know, as I liked hanging out with those uh, individuals more and more, my schoolwork just mm. tailed off. Just uh, any any, you know forward motivation that I had just sort of van- vanished in literally a haze. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I meant. Uh, just, uh, you know, but it takes some real perspective, some real stepping back to see that, mm. you know. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what you do you can't you can't really accept this philosophy without accepting the principle of our needing a spiritual guide you know or, or our our fragile position in the material world that or that we need to be uh lifted up uh the first verse of the Mangala Charna prayer is, uh, you know, that we sing in the morning, uh, is uh, the spiritual master is, is uh, benedicting us from the with the uh, the ocean of mercy, just like a forest fire is is uh, uh, doused by a cloud. The spiritual master relieves the living entity of this the fire of material existence, mm-hmm. and then each verse ends with "I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of such a spiritual master." So this this movement is built on that understanding that. We're in a forest fire of material life, and I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm no, I know. Please, I'm saying, by all means, continue. This, the, and because we're so used to it, mm-hmm. we're so used to it, we have to be uh, led uh, out of the forest fire. We wouldn't get out ourselves. Uh, so that guidance comes from the self-realized soul the person who can uh, has seen it her, her, what is that verse saying in the Gita Tadvithi uh, Pranipatena just approach a spiritual master and render service unto him uh, he can uh, give guidance unto you because he has seen the truth so 
we have to have some some sense not not full realization certainly but just a sense that that's that is true or could be true in order to you know to start you know following his instructions or doing doing what what uh, these teachings say is beneficial for us um, so it's it's it begins with that spark of faith and that that's what makes sense to me about this about this teaching is that or some would call it a leap of faith that you know all of our all of our preaching and devotional life that the goal of life is not to make money in itself or to be you know become a rich landowner or acquire beautiful possessions or beautiful wife or uh, the goal of life can't be that and we've though some some people who have joined this movement have have realized that through great suffering on their part that they tried this they tried the root of the the rich or the you know the materialist way and just to be frustrated hmm. uh, so at the point where you're frustrated that's uh, one of the four types of persons that approach uh, God. One of the four. Uh, one who is in need of money. These are the four kinds of people that approach God. In, in, the, in the Gita. As explained in the Gita. You, you need money. That's one reason to approach God. Or yeah. one kind of person that approaches God. Now I'm on the hook because I'm trying to think of all yeah. of them. Uh, one who's a, 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 a one, in, one one who's in distress uh-huh needs help that's right. like that's like there's no atheists in foxholes sort of thing right <laughs> that's, yeah I like that expression by the way uh, one one who's in need of money one um, who's inquisitive inquisitive one right and one who's seeking the absolute truth yeah that's the that's the last one um, and uh, of those the one who's seeking the absolute truth is considered to be the most advanced. Uh, but all uh, require the guidance of a, a teacher, right. uh, a guide. Um, and that, but that's, you know, that's where the faith. Uh, takes play. All right, I, I I've tried all this. It hasn't worked. Let me try something. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't tried. Or let me let me just do it and see what happens. Without so let me suspend my judgment. Judgment. Yeah. And so, are you um, okay? So y y you're trying this. Mm -hmm. You have faith. <coughs> you have faith that it's possible to use the tools and techniques that the Hare Krishna movement provides in order to what? Well, 
the answer is provided in the in the advanced scriptures. Okay. That are uh, that our goal is to uh, transcend or elevate our consciousness so that we're not we're we're our consciousness revolves around service to Krishna. In other words, service to Krishna and service to things related and things and individuals related to Krishna. In other words, part of his internal entourage, internal circle. The prayer, as we learn it, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It's a prayer that has been translated by the Prabhupada and the Parampara. Which as is Parampara? Parampara is the disciplic line of spiritual masters. Okay. The prayer translates to, O Lord, O energy of the Lord, which is Hare, Please engage me in your service. That is a call and a prayer that we become part of God's internal energy rather than uh, stay conditioned to our thinking in his external energy. And the jiva soul is considered marginal. We At every moment we can, by our free will, be part of the internal energy or external energy of God. So we're, we're, uh, and every time we, we chant the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna Mantra, we become closer and closer because, uh, even though we don't see it accumulate, uh, Lord Krishna is aware of its accumulation, and it doesn't. What what is accumulating? Uh, our spiritual credit. Okay. Is the analogy that's given, kind of like your capital in a savings account. It just keeps okay. accumulating and accumulating. Accumulating until you reach your savings goal, <laughs> right? Which is what? Well, uh, in this case, as as our credits accumulate, we uh, become more spiritually qualified within and without. That means we are. Uh, adopting uh, devotional qualities becoming part of our nature uh, we're giving up gross and subtle uh, anarchist faults uh, gross ones would be imbibing alcohol or gambling or uh, illicit 
connection with the opposite sex. Um, those are gross obstacles that keep keep us in the bodily conception. And then subtle things are things like uh, pridefulness, uh, profit, adoration, and distinction. Um, these are all uh, uh, the six uh, greed, anger, lust, uh, fear. These are these are all all things that uh, bring our uh, progress to a halt. So it's it's kind of uh, mental, physical, intellectual transformation. The physical comes with things like service and prashadam, specifically. The mental comes with uh, aspiring to uh, develop finer qualities. Uh, the intelligence gets transformed with uh, understanding and imbibing uh, spiritual principles that are given in the scripture. Um, and uh, that doesn't end. That doesn't end. You know, there's no one point in our there's life. There's no destination. Well, not in where we just draw the line and say, okay, I've reached it. Well, you did mention actually a sort of a, a point when you mentioned the spiritual master um, in the Bhagavad Gita. It says the spiritual master can guide you because the spiritual master has seen the truth. How long does it take to see the truth? Is that a is that a well? For some people, it could be very sure. It depends on the intensity of one's desire. If my desire, oh yes. Uh, I want to I want to do that I'd like to do that someday but I uh, I you know I have that in my mind but if I'm not consciously daily watching and monitoring and making changes in my behavior then uh, I allow for all kinds of sidetracks and distractions and things that get in the way of that Goal, but uh, so it's much shorter for a person who beca well, becomes very vasayatmika buddhi. What does that mean? Uh, very determined, one pointed. Mm. Uh, to what? See the truth. To in uh, devotional life, we say attain the lotus feet of Krishna. Uh, that yeah. and that that mm. means. Uh, getting to a point where the Lord or his associates his his intimate associates see me as qualified to perform regular loving service to him that's my in, in, that's understood to be my highest pleasure and it also gives the Lord a great deal of satisfaction and pleasure okay and could you sort of um can we bracket this a little bit? Like, what is it that's the highest pleasure and the highest goal? Could you just repeat that for me? 
No. The goal is, I think I stated the goal is the Lord's lotus feet, which means that I'm, I've reached a point in my development, spiritual development, that uh, the Lord or one of his intimate associates sees me as uh, qualified to uh, serve in an intimate way in a, in, in a, in a okay. particular well, I... service that I would be trained up for so at a certain point when one becomes qualified a, a, a particular resident of Radhava comes and actually accepts you into the training. You, 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 you're starting over, but at a much, much higher level. Mm -hmm. And you're being, your goal at that point is... You're a rookie, you're being, but you're in the big leagues. Yeah. So that's that's, <laughs> a, that's like a nice that. way to put it. Uh, or you're in the World Series. Uh, and, uh, yeah, at that point... Uh, like, you know, like, uh, you read about devotees in, like, um, in Chaitanya Taratamita, who are, uh, in actuality, like Rupa Goswami is, uh, in the spiritual world, is Rupa Manjari. Oh, well, yeah, well, I, think, okay, I think we're, so getting, we're getting into, yeah, into no, weeds for, here. Yeah, forget. For, yeah, I mean, yes, I don't, I don't want to That's go. valid, but I think right. that for the, the general audience, it's like, what? Yeah, 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 forget I said that. Um, but, you know, even, even, the, even the plane of what we're talking about now, it's kind of like that. Um, just... Uh, One one can be, one can be, uh, uh, one can qualify to be trained for actual uh, spiritual service, devotional service. Uh, but that qualification process, uh, depending on the individual, may take one's whole life, mm. or. Uh, a very good part of it uh, because of our uh, many lifetimes of uh, building up obstacle after obstacle uh, sinful activity material life uh, so that can't be so that has to be cleared away one, one in, if I'm going to expect to be in the Lord's direct company, I have to be uh, spotless. The person has to be nothing, nothing, nothing material. And that's that's a point that's uh, all the charyas agree on, again and again. Nirvanda Krishna Sambande Yukta Vairagima today. Without 
you know, our goal is uh, uh, constant devotional service. Uh, without without ceasing, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So, in the in the beginners stage, or even in the uh, anartha nivritti, which is called the clearing stage, uh, we we can't imagine a perpet a life of you know. It's too a life of what. Of, of, of constant service, devotional service. service. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond. So it's beyond the it's well, beyond saying, the conception of most. But people. you're saying the goal is beyond the conception of yeah. the beginner. Well, so the beginner right. doesn't even conceive of what he's actually working towards. No, we have we have an idea. We can we can get an idea. Uh, just. Um, you know, a person can pick up, like this has happened many, many times, devotees would distribute books at, let's say, the airport, uh-huh. and someone would read uh, one verse and say, you know, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Hmm. Just, you know, they, they knew. Some, a light went on, and they knew. Hmm. And, and that doesn't happen with everyone. As a matter of fact, it's not normal. Common. <laughs> right. But uh, the fact that it does happen mm-hmm. is one of the primary, if not the primary uh, impetuses for so much book distribution. Is that someone... And if you uh, hear Prabhupada or read his books or yeah, in one way or another, that that idea comes forward many, many times. That someone just by reading a verse, or one time he answered a devotee's a disciple's question by saying, "Even one page," or he, then he clarified, "Even one paragraph, even one sentence, even one word." He went further, mm-hmm. further, further each time has the power to convince you that the path to constant devotional service is the best path to be on? In a sense, yes. Uh, and when I say devotional service, I mean, that that's actually maybe not specific enough. Devotional service to God. Devotional service to, to God. Um... engaged in an activity that uh, involves reciprocating with God and that uh, being a person he can be pleased or displeased with that activity and how it's performed Um, we, we have to in some cases change our entire idea of what is God. You know, if he's an individual that can be pleased or displeased, uh, 
by the quality of my service, then I I have to be constantly aware that uh, to perform it nicely, uh, but uh, which is very different than you know anything material or sub-religious where somebody has to you know somebody's performing some ritual and uh, it's kind of oh I performed the ritual now the result will come you know Put the coin in the in the candy machine and pull the slot and the candy comes out. Or the claw machine, which doesn't you don't always get the prize out of the claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, um, yeah. So are you content as a as a Hare Krishna devotee? Uh, enough. Uh, you know, even though my. Uh, uh, enough so enough to keep going mm-hmm. you know you, you sort of you know uh, the impression I'm getting from what you've said is is um, of someone who's who's faced difficulties but has the maturity to persist you're I don't get the sense that you're persisting out of a ideological zeal but that you're actually sort of gaining wisdom as you overcome what seem to be inevitable obstacles. No? Um, I think as, as, as human beings, we're built to attempt to overcome obstacles. Um, if we're not doing that, we can't really cons- consider what we're doing as living. It's just, you know, something that's given to us and we're acting it out but if we're if there is some obstacle presented and we either overcome it or make uh, our best attempt to overcome it um, there's something in that trying there's a there's the satisfaction of having at least tried yeah. one's best, even though the result doesn't manifest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I sense, I mean, that I think there's a, there's a profound wisdom in that observation, and you seem to have really absorbed it, that wisdom, or, or revealed it or something. Hmm. I guess. And what is your favorite part about being a Hare Krishna? What 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 is your favorite devotional activity? Oh boy, you asked everyone that question. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you get most excited about? What's the most fun? Probably going to visit my. Uh, Guru Maharaj, where he's staying. To visit your guru. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's, that's, you find that satisfying? Yeah. yeah. And is it, is it because of the conversations that you have? Um, 
see his form in person and uh, see his form and realize that uh, he the person who I have accepted is as as a my link to God is standing and talking to me and no, notice noticing me. Uh, me. Um, that's very satisfying. Hmm. And what are your what are your plans for the uh, future? Keep on the path, or 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 do you have any anything you'd like to see uh, develop here? Here at Potomac. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone, everyone would be excited by the uh, temple finally manifesting. The, the new temple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, uh, but just the main, whatever is maintained. Uh, festivals that are maintained uh, every year. Um, if uh, if there's a way to make devotees by by the programs here, uh, that's that would be um, that's happening, and that should continue happening. Uh-huh. Have you been happy with that? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see people coming. And and not just coming, but taking up uh, roles and temple activities, moving into the temple. Oh, yeah. And do you live here? I live about uh, 35 minutes away. Uh-huh. Or so. So I come as often as I can. But I, uh, I try to get here uh, for at least a couple of uh, morning programs each week. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. And uh, you are an active part of this community and uh, yeah it's good to finally sit down and sort of you know be able to talk more in depth which which I'm finding is 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 uh, what I'm enjoying about this podcast is that you know I, I see people all the time but to actually meet them and sit and talk to them is is uh, is is incredibly valuable and I think that um, other people here at the temple in Potomac, Maryland are finding <laughs> that too. They're getting to know each other through our conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's very gracious of you to invite me in for this conversation. I'm uh, surprised. I thought there would be many others 
that you would have an interest in before uh, before me. But um, I'm glad that the community seems to be thriving here and uh, uh, happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, that's a great place to wrap up our interview. Uh, you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. I'm Michael Scherer. And thanks again to Guru Das. How do you say? Thank you, Guru Das, for taking the time to be interviewed and for your honest insights and observations. Thanks to Rico Hayes for the theme music and to Miriam Lansky for discussions about how to approach the subject matter of the podcast. Thank you also to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. I'm Michael Scherer, and you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. Mm-hmm.